Hey everybody, today we have Heather Morgan on and she is a super host with Airbnb. Um, She actually has a business called Quiet Shelters, two awesome rentals out there in South Utah. And just a glance at her website, everything you could possibly do to market your vacation rental and to help your guests um, prior and during their stay, it's on there. So it's, it's a perfect shining example of how um, a listing book direct website should look. And if you need a model for what an Airbnb listing should look like when you're done with it, it's going to be a great example. So I'm going to include it in the show notes just for you to have a reference. So Heather, thanks for being on. So glad to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Heather. And can you tell your story about how you got started with Airbnb as a host? Yeah, sure. Um, So in 2013, um, I had been doing a lot of jobs throughout my life earlier. um, And I kind of wasn't made out for the nine to five office job. (laughs) (laughs) And I started to do a lot of nonprofit work overseas um, down in South America and doing um, photography, documenting indigenous people. But I kind of ran up into a problem of not making enough money to sustain my mortgage payments. So I heard about Airbnb around that time in 2013 and thought, hey, like if I run out my room, maybe I can continue to do what I love and not need to have a nine to five job still. So that's kind of how I got started. And everybody thought I was absolutely crazy for opening up my home to strangers. Like we still kind of had that stranger danger left over from the 80s, I think. <laughs> but yeah. We're so afraid. yeah, people were really afraid. And I kind of remember my first guest being very afraid as well. <laughs> but that quickly changed. Um, it was just such a lovely experience right from the get-go. That's awesome. And when you were first getting into this, where did you learn like how to how to do this? Like, did you Google it or did you did you ask friends like actually becoming a host? I know you've been through several years of this at this point, but like when you're first getting started, there weren't so many materials out there to learn how to do this successfully, right? So how did you really like in your first year get the hang of it um right from the get-go? Yeah. I mean, I had absolutely zero information. I just threw my listing up. And at that time, Airbnb didn't have many settings or tools or advice. You just kind of threw your house up there. Um, And I think really it was just a trial and error and taking the step into it that taught me how to be a host. Um, I didn't really particularly find myself very hospitable even in the beginning. (laughs) But... um, I learned as I went, uh, I really didn't even dive into learning more information until the last few years um, when more information started to come out. But I found that I was a bit natural at it, I guess. People loved my place. And um, yeah, I think the people that come and stay with you teach you the most about how to be a host. So that's that's kind of... How it all happened, how I grew. What caught my eye with your listing was the number of happy people that leave reviews on your listing. Like you have all five star reviews, and <laughs> everyone's saying just great positive things about your hosting style, about the places they're staying at, right? And there's not one like negative review on there. Everyone's just saying hugely positive things. So that means you do know like a lot about pleasing your guests, right? And like, putting together a space that people are going to enjoy. 
Um, so you may be a natural, right? So what, what advice can you give to hosts that are, that are like starting out um, to like create a good guest experience for people coming to stay with them? Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the first places to start, and I also help new hosts set up their listings, but you know, I, I try to tell them, imagine yourself as a guest and what you would want as a guest when you walk into a space. I think that people want to be taken care of. They, they want to feel that someone has their back in mind. And so just kind of anticipating those questions or the feeling when they walk into a space that they can come in and simply just give a sigh of relief. Like, this is exactly what I need in this moment. And in my listings, I really try to focus on kind of a meditative space. Like I don't have TVs. I have um, large libraries of books. I have records. I really try to help people kind of get away from the daily grind of life. And I think a lot of people are needing that when they go on vacation. Oftentimes you go on vacation and it's super stressful the whole time and you go back home and it's like, ah, that was, I'm just so glad to be back home. But I want to create a space where they can feel like I'm so glad to be home here, which I think that Airbnb is uniquely positioned to offer. You know, you're not offering a mm-hmm. cookie cutter chain hotel, you're offering a home that can wrap someone into the mindset that they want to be in on vacation so that it's relaxing and so that they don't have to plan everything. Um, Yeah, just taking that extra step to kind of cradle your guests in whatever they need or whatever you anticipate they need. I think that goes a really long way in hosting. You definitely achieve that because your guests are specifically like talking about the host you like saying that you're incredibly friendly, accommodating. So a lot of people now like they're buying Airbnbs just purely from an investment standpoint. So there's not a lot of human touch in it. Like at least in my area in Orlando, Florida, um, people are buying, you know, three or four properties and doing it strictly as a business. And then you can tell because the reviews look more like I didn't have a good time. Nobody answered me that kind of thing. But with your yeah. your home, it's exactly the opposite and people are just so happy. Um, so I, I definitely see how like a personal touch really goes a long way and and can't really be replicated. Like everyone's unique and everyone's hosting style is unique. And it seems that like with your rentals, like people really love it. And with with the design element, I'm looking at how you decorated your spaces and I'm sure it has a lot to do with it, but did you decorate your spaces yourself or did you have like a professional designer do it? I did it myself actually. Wow. Okay. So it it goes with like the, the Utah like vibe. So when, when I think of traveling to Utah and I'm looking at the listing pictures, it's exactly what I would rent. So um, do you recommend most new hosts, like if they're completely new to this, try to decorate it themselves or since you help host list their properties, like what do you usually recommend to new people? Yeah, I think you do what you're comfortable with. Like if you feel that you're not comfortable with designing a space, then I highly suggest reaching out to someone. Um, it could be, you know, a family friend, um, you know, you could go the cheaper route and just find someone to help you out, or you can go and get a professional designer. Um, but I believe the one of the strong things I believe in is that each space kind of radiates its own essence. 
And so I would suggest that every host, you know, if you get a space, go to your space and be in it for like a month and see what that space is already offering and kind of use that as a a starting point for your design. Like the Adobe is very Southwest, you know, and so I spent a month in here just kind of thinking about what could I do to facilitate that Southwest feel, whereas the cabin is very Western feeling and warm wood tones. And so you really have to be in the space to kind of start to see even like functional furniture and things like that. Like, is this a really good place to set the couch? Like, let me sit with it for a week and see if this feels good. Can I view the views out of the window here? Um, So I think that whole, I think people feel it when they get into my spaces that there's something holistic about it, that everything kind of gels together in one experience. And then also it also helps guide them into the experience I want them to have. And then I, the way that I also facilitate this is in my descriptions too. I, I kind of write out a, what I would want the day that I would want them to have in that space, like how to use this space, you know, and you can use kind of subliminal messaging um, Mm -hmm. say, you know, grab your cup of coffee at dawn and walk to the front patio to view the sunrise. And, you know, then later that night, go out into the backyard and it's a dark sky city So look up and put on the propane fire pit, like guide people through your space so that they enjoy it to the fullest, because you'd be so surprised how many people just don't know what to do when they get there. But I think that also goes into your earlier question of um, why people feel that there's such a personal touch is because I help guide them through their experience, just through my descriptions and my house manual and et cetera. Yeah, Heather, your copy on the page, like your writing style is awesome because I'm at the part where it says quiet shelters, log cabin refuge, the rituals, and you're creating like painting a picture of like what they can do when they're there and how it will feel. And sometimes it's hard to put into words, but I'm reading like the paragraph you have. It's at a fire pit. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of chairs around and I'm reading it and saying, grab uh, your uh, pour over a cup of high-end coffee, grab a book from your library and meditate in our master bedroom. So you're, give, you're giving them an idea of what they can do when they're there. And mm-hmm. in, in my area, a lot of our rentals are like commodity. So it's like everyone's traveling to Walt Disney and all the homes look the same. And yeah. the descriptions just say how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms. Um, oh, my, my bedroom has Mickey Mouse painting on it, but nothing goes into like detail on what the family can expect, what the guests can expect when they're there. Um, so sometimes people just like, they slap the pictures up there and expect the pictures to speak for themselves. But for our listeners, um, if they want an example of like great copywriting, great like writing, your page is it because you're really guiding them through the experience even like not just the house, but what they can do in Utah, right? Like it even goes into the area and and what they can do in, in town. So I, I definitely see like what the direct booking page, it's a huge tool that you can use to get more bookings or just create guest loyalty, right? And yeah. the the way the page is done is super important because your Airbnb listing has so much space, but on your private page, you can ex- go into so much more detail and, and help people and help guests navigate so much better. 
Um, and you have two listings on one page. So it's two listings, correct? It's the Red yeah. Rock and, and Authentic Log Cabin. So um, how did when did you start this direct booking page? Like, did you start this the year you started Airbnb or did this take you a little bit to put together? Yeah, I I actually just got it done maybe six months ago. So um, it hasn't been up very long and I'm still like in the process of learning how to run direct booking because I've been solely on Airbnb the whole time. Um, so that, yeah, that's a fairly new thing, but it's really fun. I, I've built websites for other companies, so it's been fun to just focus on my own um, and adding to it and trying to figure out ways that, again, it's not just a, some, a place that people come to book the houses, but actually kind of create a community on the website. So that's why I have, um, I'm working on the blog. I need to get better at blogging. <laughs> it's <just laughs> so busy, but you know, I'm going to have, I have some blogs, we have book recommendations and then there will be like hikes to go on and then, um, featured artists. And then we also have, um, another section that's just dedicated to playlists. So I try to make Spotify playlists that represent each house. And so, and I have little QR codes by the speaker that people can scan and then um, they can listen to one of Quiet Shelter's playlists. So yeah, just trying to figure out ways to make it again, a holistic experience for the guest um, and something that they'll keep coming back to even when they don't want to book, like I want it to be a place that they can land and just be like, Oh, this, let me just go around on this website and find out interesting information. And even if they don't book, that's okay, but they can, they'll remember the brand and they'll remember the stories on there or, um, or they just come to see our guidebook and, you know, all of that, I think eventually will pay off, but it's brand new. So we'll see how it goes. It, it definitely will. And it's social media, like people are starting to use it more for driving traffic and creating awareness. Has it like, have you just started that too? Or is that something you've been doing for a while um, with, with your homes? Uh, because I see your icons, you have Instagram, Facebook on here, Pinterest. So um, how has social media helped if at all? Yeah. Social media is a huge help. Um and I started our Quiet Shelters page to or the Instagram two years ago. Um, but I just I think I've, we've had a lot of bookings come through our Instagram page. So it just helps people get eyes on your property. And I think too, it's really helpful when people go on Airbnb. I think Airbnb is becoming a tool for people, a jumping off point for people to find properties. And then they go and search on the web to see what else is out there. And so it's nice to have the social media out there so they can go and get a better feel, um, you know, through reels or, you know, through I'm, I'm on there speaking on our Instagram page. They can get a better feel for who I am. And then whether or not they book directly or through Airbnb, I think it's extremely helpful and a useful tool. And I would recommend it to everybody. It's hard to keep up with all that's out there. So um, just do your best, but at least have it. <laughs> yeah, no, totally agree. And you're crushing it because I'm looking at the availability on the Adobe retreat and you have bookings like 
several months in advance. Like you have bookings, but it, at least in our area, we're very saturated. A lot of hosts are panicked because yeah. after Airbnb did like the algorithm change and updates and people have been empty. I mean, they have beautiful homes, but they've been empty and, and the rates have kind of in our area got driven down. So uh, you, you stayed booked like in like if I like spring your book, you're booked all the way out. So I, I think by doing everything and having so much exposure, it really does help. Um, and sometimes like new people, um, to short-term rentals, it may seem like a lot at first, but you just mentioned like you just had the website done like a year ago. So I, I try to tell people like, you don't have to do everything at once. Like you could do things little by little, you know, yeah. try one thing, get really good at it and then move on to the next thing, um, yeah. versus being everywhere all at once and not being very good at any of them. Right. So, um, if, if, uh, a host is just getting started. Do you think that they should, in your opinion, like just list on Airbnb to start, or should they also try other platforms like Verbo? Um, I know everyone's case is different, but what would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, in the past, my advice would probably have been different. Um, in the past, I would have said, yeah, just start with Airbnb so it's less stressful and you could get used to it and you can get used to communicating with guests. But I agree, it's it's been harder. And I have had to put more work into my listings to stay booked, whether that's constantly updating my listing, changing the photos, um, just so I pop up more in the algorithm. Like I'm working really hard to get those bookings. And so even though it is overwhelming starting out, I do think today it's it's a good idea to get it on as many platforms as possible that you can. Um, and I mean, it doesn't have to be right away, but just that exposure is kind of necessary because there's, I really think it's over saturation rather than less travelers. So there's just more options for people. So the more, more places that you are, the better you're going to do. And then mm -hmm. to, to just constantly be updating your listing and spending time with ways to improve the listing. And again, yeah, like you said, you can, it's so overwhelming when you start listening. I would highly recommend listening to all the mm -hmm. podcasts, your podcast. Um, there's other great podcasts out there that are so incredibly helpful. They're, they also become really overwhelmed because you feel like you're not doing enough. And so just know that this is a journey. And like you said, you just do little by little at a time and eventually you're going to get there. But um, but those tips and and listening to those podcasts are really, really helpful. Hope that answered the question. Uh, yeah, it did. It <laughs> I know we're yeah. on a tangent there. <laughs> yeah, but it did answer the question. And I just, I know I keep talking about your reviews, but while, <laughs> while I'm, they say anything that you'd want someone to say about your home, your guests are showing such appreciation. Like they're saying your house is romantic. Your house is is clean. Your house is simply perfect. Your house had a, the best welcome book ever done for an Like these, I'm not just like exaggerating, like that's your reviews. So <laughs> you have done it. And it's, it, this is definitely like a listing that I, I'm going to put it in the show notes. So anyone listening, if they're just wondering how to make a listing stand out or things that you should strive for or include. Um, I hope you don't mind me linking to your listing. Um, but oh, no, not at if all. It's okay. Thank that's what I'm going to do. Oh, no. yeah. We're honored. And, Thank you. And also, um, if people want to book with you or find out more about you, um, where should they go? 
Yeah, they can go to quietshelters.com. Um, and again, when for the booking on there, we say we book strictly for through Airbnb. This is something I'm working on. <laughs> is getting the direct booking. So I'm, I'm happy to direct book uh, if anybody wants to reach out through the quietshelters.com website and our emails stay at, stays at quietshelters.com. Um, and then also Instagram, quietshelters, they can reach out there. Awesome. And what I'll do is in the show notes, I'll include um, a link to Quiet Shelters and the social media links as well. So people, if you're listening to the episode, you can go to the show notes and click on those links and it'll easily bring you there. Um, and Heather, um, any any final words for our listeners? This has been great because I've learned a ton. I'm taking notes now. Um, and I'm definitely, if I travel to Utah, I definitely will book with you. Um, <laughs> You're so always thank, welcome. Thanks. And um, thanks for being on. Um, this has been incredibly helpful. And um, I hope we can do this again sometime. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And um, as far as advice for your listeners or any last words is stick with it and savor the good reviews to help you get through the ones that aren't so great. Um, it's, it's hard, but it is so rewarding when a guest gets your intention and has an incredible experience they can take and share with others and keep their whole lives. Like we have the ability to make people's lives better. And so just hold that um, when the heater breaks like mine just did. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. 